when I found the truth around God and my business and myself, that is when our business began to grow. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to The Christian Podcaster. My name is Eric Nevins, as always, and this is the show where we are really helping you as a Christian podcaster develop your podcast in case you want to turn it into something more. Maybe you want to get more reach, you want to uh, reach more people with the message that God's given you. That's what we do here, and this, is, of course, is a service of Christian Podcasters Association if you're not in that group, go check it out on Facebook and uh, and or just go to ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com. We will be there as well. All right, friends, I'm excited to bring you this conversation because I know that it's going to be great. One of my favorite people, she's always uh, doing something interesting for sure. Plus, she's got she's a little colorful. I like that. I think that's fantastic. Um, our guest, she's an experienced speaker, best-selling author, and an expat entrepreneur in a sleepy little seaside town in Mexico, which I just want to hear a lot about, but that's not what we're going to focus on. She's inspired millions of people with her books, her programs, and her podcast. She's got a lot going on right now, including a brand new podcast. We're going to talk about that, I'm sure. Our guest is Katie Horner. Katie, welcome to The Christian Podcaster. Thank you, Eric. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you there, too. I'm just trying to, to butter you up as we get go, get started here. I want you, <laughs> want you to be happy. Uh, but the the whole, uh, yeah, you're starting a new podcast, right? You've got a new, a new show coming out actually pretty soon. Yes. Uh, as we're recording this, it's coming out this week. I was working on that right before this call, uh, the Flamingo Fantastic. Advantage podcast. Um, hopefully you can find it by the time you hear this anywhere that podcasts are listed and <laughs> you know the drill, right? Subscribe and listen yeah. and review and share and all the things. So that's we're excited. right. So if you are, you're in the podcast app, probably. Uh, so go ahead, flip over. And by, by the time you're listening to this, you should be able to uh, pick that up and, and give it a listen. What, what are people going to find there, Katie? What's, what's the Flamingo Advantage about? The Flamingo Advantage podcast um, takes uh, a look at our, our unique framework that we've put together for helping uh, Christians who own businesses be able to up-level their marketing and their client experience by leveraging the uniqueness that they bring to their business. And so there'll be some solo shows, there'll be some guests on there, and we'll get to dive into some, some ways to uniquely leverage your different uniquenesses in both marketing and the way that you serve your people. I love this emphasis. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a moment on uh, what you bring that's unique, right, to your business. Because I think I love that. I tell podcasters, we talk about that all the time. So that's something I definitely want to talk to you about. But I want to just do a little bit of your story because I know that getting to the um, sleepy little Mexican town uh, was, a, was a bit of a journey for you. And going from what you were doing before to this was also, a, a, I was going to say a heck of a journey. Are we allowed to say heck in, in uh, <laughs> the Christian? But yeah, we are. It's my show. It's okay. So a heck, it was a heck of a journey. And it was really fascinating. So I want to just, I want to hear that from you. Give me just a little bit about the short version of kind of those two stories. So the short version is uh, my husband and I uh, moved our family to Mexico about 16 years ago. And prior to that, we spent two years raising our own funding 
So we uh, went around church to church, organization to organization, asked people to pledge money to support the ministry work that we were coming to do in Mexico. Originally with a Bible college, then God called us to a different part of Mexico to work with a children's home. And um, through a series of events and, uh, you know, how us humans sometimes are not always as frank with folks and upfront about things, we realized that um, we'd kind of been brought in under false pretenses to this ministry, and they really didn't want us to continue as leaders. The national leadership was not accepting of outside leadership going forward. And so um, the American missionary was like, well, you just, you've got to go. And we're like, go where? and do what? Like we just left a ministry to come here. We just went through a whole bunch of junk and ministry changes as often happens to get over here. We had to, you know, move our family. We came with the last, you know, 15 suitcases to our name and three small children. Um, what do you mean we're not welcome here anymore? And it was really a moment of um, stretching for us, to put it lightly, it was one of those trust moments where you feel like you're standing on a, a glass platform that all of a sudden like bottoms out, you know, and your stomach kind of goes up in your throat and you're like, big gulp, God, what do we do now? What are we supposed to be seeing here? And we knew, number one, that it was God who'd brought us to this area of Mexico, not a human. And therefore, God's reasons had to be bigger than the human reason. And so we started asking, what are we supposed to be seeing? What does this make possible now? What are we supposed to do? And obviously, as is the case, when you change ministries or stop doing a certain ministry, you often lose a lot of that funding, which was our case as well. And so we were a young family in Mexico with no savings, with no credit card, no work visa. Like we were here on ministry visa and not enough money coming in to even know what was possible for the next month. And, um, the Lord said, start a business. And we're like, what? <laughs> start a business. And um, so we did. And we started looking around. My education background allowed us to start a business. We pioneered what became the first ever literature-based homeschool curriculum for the Spanish-speaking world. Um, and we ran that for the next 10 to 12 years and provided a, a elementary homeschool curriculum for the Spanish speakers, provided the first ever online trainings for Spanish speaking home educators, um, and still mentor in that space. But a few years into that, then we took what we had learned by fire and by trial and error in growing a business and began coaching Christian entrepreneurs in how to grow their own business. And so um, that is the big part of what we get to do today is to be able to help our clients who are Christians have a personal faith, um, be able to grow their business and see their marketplaces as mission fields. Because our ministry has expanded a hundred times over now what it was when we had a little local ministry in Mexico. Now that we're online, now that we're reaching mm -hmm. others around the world who have an impact of their own, um, those ministry doors have just incredibly open to us to where we have more ministry now than we ever dreamed we could have in just a local ministry. And um, we've also had to overcome a lot more of the limiting beliefs than we thought we ever would have to in oh, growing yeah. that business and in helping our people grow theirs. Um, but it's a journey that I, I do not regret. Um, there are parts of it I wouldn't want to repeat or wish on anyone else, but I'm extremely grateful for where the Lord has us today. Well, give me an example of a limiting belief or two that you've had to overcome. Um, you can't charge that. Uh, you're a Christian. You're in ministry. You shouldn't be selling anything. Uh, you should be trusting God to provide. What are you doing building a business? Um, 
Uh, yeah. Should I go on? <laughs> yes, you're. Yes, Katie, you're talking my language right here. Okay, I love that because I think first of all, you're not alone, right? You're just not alone. Like these are the messages that we get. I know some of your background because you were on halfway there a couple of years ago. Now, can you believe that's been a couple of years ago now? So, guys, you can go find that uh, if you want. But, um, but it can be we get all these messages, particularly about money, right, and particularly about business. We have, I had this idea that only if I did something quote for the Lord, right. Or in ministry, or if I'm poor, you know, then some, some, for some reason that is a little more pious and spiritual. I'm not St. Francis. Like what's, you know, why do I think that? But those are messages that we get and we kind of live with them and we have to, you actually have to grow past them. Don't you? Well, you have to go back to the truth. Because a lot of those messages that you say we get, we have been taught or we have absorbed from our community. Um, and we've never really stopped to consider whether or not it is truth. We've just taken it as if it was. And so a lot of what we had to learn to do, and when I say we, it's my husband and I in business together. Um, a lot of what we had to learn to do and, and what I am privileged now to guide my clients through is going back to truth and saying, what does God say? about you and your value and the gifts that he's given you? What does he say about this business that he's put in your hands to steward? What does he say about money? Um, you know, and, and the, using it as a tool to grow. What does he say about wealth and profit, right? And I am, I am not one to preach a prosperity gospel, but I absolutely believe that if you are doing what God called you to do and it involves business, that that can bring prosperity, both a prosperity of the soul and a prosperity because God always provides for what he calls you to do. Is it because you come from that background that you're passionate about helping Christians do that? Or where does that, where does that come from? You know, my initial thought in starting the coaching business was I've learned to do this. I can save other people the headache and the hassle. Um, let me save you time. Let me save you money. Um, I've already invested and put the time in to learn, learn from my mistakes. Um, we can do this faster so that you can go out and impact others um, in the way that you were created to. Right. And so my my desire was to help them um be able to better and more quickly impact greater numbers of people through the thing that God had gifted them to do. And so a lot of my clients are in all different niches. But what I realized was the people who resonated with me were the people who came from the same kind of background I had. The people who had come from very conservative circles and were now trying to do business, the people who had been in ministry and were now trying to do business, um, the people who um, had a very, very Christian uh, conservative uh, beliefs growing up and in their background, because we have been taught so much that this is the way without going back to say this is the truth. And when I found the truth around God and my business and myself, that is when our business began to grow. And so, you know, I don't sell mindset and self-development necessarily, um, but it is a through line of everything that I do because I don't believe that if, if you're a believer, you, I don't believe you can separate who you are and what you believe from what you've been given to do on a day-to-day -day basis. And, um, you know, the Flamingo is an example of that, our Flamingo branding, the Flamingo Advantage podcast, right? The Flamingo is is something that the Lord sort of dropped in our laps. Um, I call it my accidental branding, but um, we went out and saw flamingos in the wild one day as a family, and it just kept coming to me, all these different lessons and learning more about this crazy, unique bird. And I was like, business owners are like that. 
right? And so for instance, mm-hmm. a flamingo is pink all the way through. Their flesh is pink, their blood is pink, their tissues are pink, their feathers are pink, like everything in them from the inside out is is pink. It's the color that they are. And it's not like they can decide to be pink over here when they're doing this activity and not pink over there, right? What they are on the inside comes out and that's who they are no matter where they are, what they're doing. And as a Christian, you have to be a Christian, whether you're at home or at church or at work or at the nonprofit or at the, the park with your kids, like you can't separate who you are from what you're doing. It is you and it should come out, not obnoxiously, like flamingos don't go around bonking people on the head or carrying signs that say, hey, have you noticed I'm pink, right? Um, (laughs) They're not obnoxious about it. They just are what they were created to be. And it's so important for us as, especially as believers in a secular marketplace to have a confidence in who I am and who God created me to be, to have a confidence and a, a pride in the gifts that he gave me so that I can help you be all you were created to do and be. Um, And that is what gets me so passionate about this is that I see the impact it can make when people step up into that confidence of knowing and walking in the truth. Yes. And amen. Katie, this is why I wanted to have you on the show because I deeply believe that our privilege is to bring the gospel to bear wherever we are. Right. So it's not regardless. Sometimes people ask me, Hey, my podcast is about business, but I'm a Christian. Is it a Christian podcast? Well, yeah, right. I, I think that absolutely counts. Whether you're, it doesn't have to be a Bible based or whatever, you know, to to be a Christian podcast. If you're, you know, I talk about Paula Chamberlain all the time. She does a quilting podcast. Cool, right? But she brings um, the gospel to bear on that show. Not every episode does she mention Jesus, but when she can, she does, right? And it shows up. And that's what I love about the opportunity that we have, whether it's as Christian entrepreneurs or in, as Christian podcasters, whether you you want your show to become your business, your ministry or not, if you have a podcast, you have that chance. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really powerful. Yes. And I, th- I think that is one of the big reasons that Christians who have a business platform must stand up and blend their faith into their business more. Um, And again, like I said, not in an obnoxious way. It's not like, oh, I can't go talk to Katie. She's going to mention Jesus again. You know, like it's we don't want to be that kind of a person, but just the kind of person that is authentically kind, that is authentically sincere, that is authentically, you know, cares about what is best for the other person, whether or not that means a sale for my business. Right. The person who sincerely cares about you and your well-being um, as I get to engage with you, because that command to go into all the world and preach the gospel was not just given to you if you you have this title or this title or this title, right? It wasn't just for the pastors and the the missionaries and the Sunday school teachers. It just says you, and that means all of us go, right? The command was to go. And how do we go into all the world? You go into your world. You go into whatever it is he has called you to be doing. And I believe that the marketplace as a mission field is one of the best ways that Christians can impact the world for Jesus Mm. um, than than we've ever had. We've never had a day and age where we had so much accessibility to people in the world, all over the world. And there are people that you meet in in secular marketplaces and secular business events and um, just the interactions that you are able to have in a business situation who would never give a second thought to walking into a church building or to open a door to someone if they're standing outside with a track in their hand, right? Um, And yet you can 
you can cross those bridges. You can build those relationships that then allow you to speak into their lives with the truth of the gospel as the Lord provides the opportunity. Because you're in the right place, because you're willing, because you're authentically showing up, um, fully doing what he's created you to do with a joy that makes that obvious, it makes people curious. Right. Mm -hmm. it, and they'll they'll begin to ask and they will notice and by your ethics, by your attitude, by the way that you talk, by the way that you the policies that you have and the way that you treat your people, the way that you market. All of those things are representative of Christ, whether or not you ever bring his name into the conversation. Yes. If you're treating them well. Right. If you're living all those things out. Absolutely. hundred percent. OK, so what do we lose if we don't bring our whole selves, our whole our faith, our everything God's made us to be to something like our business or our podcast? I believe we lose our sense of purpose. I believe we can lose our joy. I believe we uh, can uh, be stuck in the the idea that success is always somewhere out there, right? Um, I, I think that embracing what I've been given to do as a sort of a sacred duty, right? If this is what I know I was supposed to do and I would do it whether or not money was involved. So therefore let me do it and let God take care of the money. Right. Um, and it, that brings a certain joy there that lets mm -hmm. me know I'm doing today what God wants me to do, which, I mean, you have to define success for yourself, but in my book, um, it's, having enough to be able to live and give as God directs on a daily basis. That's not a, when I reach 5 million in my bank account or when I take five vacations a year or when I have three cars in my garage kind of definition, right? But you have to define that for yourself. And when you can walk in the truth that I'm doing what I was created to do, and this is my best worship, this is the, the best way I can honor mm -hmm. my God by showing up and doing this for the people that I've been called to serve through this business, then it becomes something sacred and it, it brings fulfillment. Wow. Okay. So let me just apply that to podcasting because this is the Christian podcaster. What if your podcast, as you create it, whether you're interviewing or you're creating your own content to share with people, what if that is a holy moment for you, right? What if that is an act of worship and sharing uh, maybe even some intimacy with the Lord as you create it because he is directing you. See, these are the kind of kingdom ideas that we have to just adopt. And I think they, they come, they come slowly sometimes for some of us, but boy, when you get it, it's kind of game changing, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, I, I believe, and I teach that God owns my business, right? This is a, my name is on the thing as 51% owner kind of thing. It's a woman owned business legally in the United States. Um, but God is the owner and my husband and I both see it that way. We are the CEOs um, and the, the, the marketing executives or whatever you want to call it that get to steward this business for God. And so then every interaction, every marketing strategy that we put into place, every piece of content, including our podcast that we put out there then becomes a tool in the hand of God to do through our business what he wants to do. And so just like if I had a, you know, a human boss over here that I had to answer to and talk to and find out what he wanted and what the goals are, I have to have that kind of conversation relationship with God to know what he wants for this business that he's given me to steward. Who does he want to guest? What does he want us to do with the money? Not just 10% of the money, but with all of the money that is a resource in our hands to grow this work that he's allowing right. us to steward, right? It's a totally different conversation, a totally different mindset, and a totally different confidence for the business owner who can step into that. Oh, yeah. For some reason, the 
uh, parable of the talents is coming to mind, right? The 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 owner gives a certain number of talents to three different people, and the good ones were the ones who went and invested it, and they made different amounts. But the bad one was somebody who stuffed it and just just hit it. Uh, but they they did that because they knew what God wanted them to do, or what their what their owner wanted them to do, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we could probably apply that for a long time and, and figure it out. People have done that a lot of ways over the millennia. Um, okay, so I want to ask you um, this question. So because I know that part of what you do is kind of creating um, like offers for people, right? Mm-hmm. As part of part of or helping them helping them figure that out. So I tell podcasters a lot that your show makes a promise to your audience, right? So what your needs to be in your title needs to be in the episode needs to, needs to actually kind of be clear um, what people are going to get out of it. So how does, how does that, how does a, how does a podcast kind of fit with that for changing lives? And how, how do you talk about that for, you know, in, in Christian businesses? Well, if, if you have a business that your podcast supports, uh, if you have a ministry or a nonprofit that the podcast supports, then there is a goal. There's an ultimate goal. Like you're not, you're not just do You may say you're doing it for visibility. You may say you're doing it for marketing. You may say you're doing it for lead generation, but ultimately the purpose of doing all of that is to get them to the next step, right? What's the next step? What action do you want them to take with your business or your organization after the fact? And if, if you have no after the fact right now, you still need to be asking that question. Like, what's the purpose of this? What's the action I want them to take when they're done with me? Because otherwise we're just tickling ears and we know what the scripture says about that. Right. And so we have to start with the end in mind with that, um, what, what action do I want them to take in the business? Who are the right people for this level? And then I reverse engineer it. What do they need here in my services? What do they need before that? What do they need in the podcast? What do they need in the marketing of the podcast in order to take that next right step and keep climbing up into the next opportunity for God to help them get what they need through my business? And so with with your podcast, then that's part of how you create this offer and your marketing messaging is not just around this step. You've got to be looking at the bigger picture and where are you taking them up here? And there's different reasons that you would have your podcast in that set of actions in there. You might be nurturing people who are um, new to you. You might be trying to gain trust with a cold audience. You might be using it to uh, make an offer into what you're doing. There's lots of different things, but you've got to be clear on that. There is no right or wrong, by the way. Um, Just clear on that thing so that you know what that next step is and where your podcast and your different episodes fit in that whole entire relationship journey because you're creating a relationship you're creating an experience mm-hmm. from your people from day one you know when they see um when they see the the cpa uh podcast cover like you have started to create an experience they're having a response to what they are seeing to they're having a response to the the colors and to the typography they're having a response to that very first podcast ad the very first intro audio that they hear the content the calls to action the show notes even right all of that is part of the experience that they're having based on their love languages their learning styles their specific needs and and fears mm-hmm. in the moment that's going to move or not move them into that next action that you want them to take yeah, absolutely. And here's here's the thing I would say, friends. If 
you you may not have thought about all of those things, right? Because what what I hear when you're saying that is, let's be really strategic, right? Let's think about all those things and think about how people are going to respond to that. I don't always do that well, but what I do, what I will do well is show up consistently, right? Mm-hmm. And tweak as we go. And yeah. if you're willing to, my my coach calls it versioning, right? So if you're willing to do version one, and then do version two, and then do version three, my podcast today is exponentially better today than it was six and a half years ago when I launched it and it's grown incrementally. So you can, you can do that one, one piece at a time, right? Yes, absolutely. Because if you never get started, you're never going to help anybody. Right. And so my dad always said, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing poorly until you can do it better. Right. So you, you get started, you keep doing, and you, then you iterate as you go. This is how we work for mastery by practicing things. Right. And so, um, you, we do want to do it with intention. We do want to strive for excellence because that gives God a good name. Um, and there's still room for improvement all along the way. Amen. Okay. So I want to ask this question. I mentioned it kind of earlier. A lot of us want our shows to become something bigger, right? More than just a podcasting hobby. We'd like to have a podcast that provides for our needs and or a ministry or business underneath that. So what advice would you give to somebody who's in that situation and maybe, maybe they've already started their show, but they're looking down, they go, how do I grow from here? What would you tell them? Well, I, th- I think there's two questions in there. One is growing the, the numbers of listens and downloads, right? And the other mm-hmm. would be growing revenue. And so depending on which way you want to go, the two are not always tied together. Um, right. If you want to, I believe that if you want to grow in, in listens and in, in downloads and awareness, um, that collaboration is huge. Um, being on shows like this where you can promote one another's shows um, because podcasters listen or podcast listeners listen to podcasts, right? And so, you know, I tell my people, go listen to Eric's show and Eric says, go listen to Katie's show. And because you're already in the podcast app, it's ma- it's easy to hop over to Flamingo Advantage and click subscribe, right? Those kind of things. Um, sharing your podcast these days, asking folks to make a comment on social media or share this with a friend on social media is a lot more effective in getting getting more people to know about it than reviews do right now. Because again, if they're not already on the platform, they're not going to see the reviews, even if you've got enough to push you up into search results. Right. And so getting Mm -hmm. people to the platform, getting them to find you, um, the, the word of mouth and the social sharing is still one of the best calls to action. I believe that you can take in terms of, of growth that way, collaboration, um, uh, helping others with their launches. Uh, if you are, if you are guesting somewhere, don't just talk about it that week, but like reschedule it in three months and go back to it and promote it again. This is living out there for forever mm-hmm. and eternity. Now that it's online, yep. like let's make good use of that content. Right. Um, all of those kinds of things, building those relationships are huge for being able to grow uh, in terms of listenership. Uh, you can also you could also run ads um, if you've got that kind of uh, tool at your disposal, right? Yep. Uh, so there's nothing nothing wrong with putting some money behind it and trying to go and gather some new folks. But I think the the biggest thing is people who are already listeners who love it and will share it with other people. Um, And then in terms of revenue, like there's all kinds of creative ways that you could think about with revenue. Do you have a book you can sell? Do you have a membership that you can sell like you do here with the CPA uh, membership? Uh, Do you have uh, something that you can promote for somebody else for an affiliate commission? Is there, 
you know, a book you can re recommend with an Amazon affiliate link. Like there's, there's different ways to do that. Can you invite them into the course you're doing? Can you um, host an event where there's ticket sales? Can you, you know, all kinds of different ways for you to sell your, sell your coaching or your services or your, you know, your, your daughter's handicraft she's making for Christmas, like whatever the case may be, like it just takes some creative thinking, uh, and in community, like the kind that you've built in your CPA group, um, there can be some great brainstorming sessions around those kinds of things when we're willing to open up and serve one another with those ideas too. What's a mindset that you think Christian entrepreneurs need to adopt? And maybe it was the, you, you mentioned earlier about it's God's money, it's God's business. Maybe that's it, but you, yeah. I think that's the biggest one. That's, that has been the biggest shift for us, um, both in growing the business, growing our personal confidence, um, is, is the idea that it's God's, it's all his, right? Because when I look at it that way, uh, I now have, uh, not just a responsibility, um, but a right and a privilege to steward this for him. When I step into the role of the CEO of somebody else's company, I have a certain, certain burdens that are mine that weren't mine before as the owner, and also certain ones that are no longer mine because the owner carries that weight, if you know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Like a CEO is in charge of making sure that the things run the way that owner wants them to. He's in charge of making sure that people are doing their jobs, that things are in line, that things are organized, that people are show you have to show up on to work on time if you're the CEO, right? Because if not, you get fired. Nobody wants to pay a CEO who doesn't show up for work, right? And so stepping into the mindset of I get to steward this as a CEO of God's business um, and God is in charge of my paycheck that way. Um, and so it's my job to offer the opportunities. It's my job to invite folks to work with us. But ultimately, God is the one who pays my paycheck every day. And so uh, I don't control those who say yes. I don't control them writing the checks to us. And But they're not my provider. God is my provider, right? And it just changes the way that you look mm. about everything. It changes the way you consider investing in training and in coaching and in events and in advertising. It changes the way you manage the resources of your team, Um it just changes everything to see it from that perspective that I answer to God for how I'm running his business. Yeah. I really actually like that uh, perspective shift from, because uh, I th would think it would change how you approach speaking to uh, somebody who you are offering coaching to or something like that. Right. As um, if it's, Hey, your, your job is to call out what God's doing in their life. And then that person gets to decide if they respond and that's between them and God. And you can leave it, you can leave it there. Right. Right. Well, and if you've got a lot of people who are familiar with ministry, like you can give the gospel, but you can't force anyone to be saved. Even if they say a prayer right in front right. of you, you don't really only Holy spirit and them know if they really did it. Right. Uh, the same way I can't force anyone to make a buying decision. It's my job to show up and to give the opportunity just like it's my job to give the gospel. Um, but God is the one in charge of those results. And so if my job is to be faithful in what I've been given to do and present the opportunity uh, and really to help them find the best thing for them, God put me in front of them to help them take the next best step for them. And if that is me, wonderful. We would love to serve them. But if that's not, I still did my job today. And God got glory out of that because one mm. more person knows their next right step. Yep. Okay. See, I love that. That's a very kingdom way of thinking about the way that we do business, which I think is is 
I'm all for, right? That's that's uh, part of that mindset that we need to adopt and develop. I love it. All right, you're, so you're launching your show. We mentioned that you're launching your show. We talked about that. You're doing this giveaway too, and so I want people to to hear about that because I, I just thought it was super creative. You posted it on the uh, on the celebration thread, I think, right? But yeah. uh, tell tell us a little bit more about that. So we were trying to think of what we could do to celebrate this launch and kind of make something big of it. Um, we were launching the podcast in December. I'm not sure when you're hearing this, but you know, there's a lot of things going on. How do we get people's attention? How do we make a splash? And uh, I love gifts. It's one of my love languages. Uh, I believe strongly in including that and in client experience and different things. And I thought, well, you know, my birthday is coming up too. We should just combine the launch and the birthday and what if we just did special offers, like things that we've not ever offered this year, at least this year, um, and things that we might not ever do, right? And just so we just sat down and brainstormed, came up with nine different special offers, either special rates or special in terms of like, you've never seen us offer this kind of thing before. Um, and we put it out there one a day to those who opted in from our, our list and our social media following. And, um, you know, it's, it's been interesting just to, to kind of get a pulse on our community and see what is interesting them in the moment, as well as, you know, you don't, you lose a hundred percent of the offers you don't make. And so we've been doing that, right. you know, <laughs> uh, as we ramp up to this launch, then we're going to have, we're actually going to have a virtual live, uh, launch party slash birthday party, uh, on launch day and do some fun giveaways there, a basket of some of my favorite things that folks will be entered to win and, uh, you know, books and chocolate and all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, I think it's going to be a fun experiment. Well, I applaud the creativity and I love that. So I think that's one of those things. If you can bring those, bring that energy and that creativity to it, you know, you'll get people's attention, right? It really, really does help. Sometimes that's what we need. We need a little challenge to be a little more creative, a little more out there. Um, if all you can do is get started, get started. But boy, I love what you're doing. I think that's really yeah. good. Well, you um, know, and not everything works. Like some of those, some of those offers fell yeah. flat. Right. Like right. there was no response at all, but now we know. So, you know, you take the data and you keep going. Yes. But that, so, and this goes back to that kingdom mindset, right? But you're willing to say, okay, we tried it and it's okay. And that didn't work. And that's all right. The re, because the results aren't on you, right? The results are on right. the, the Lord. And, um, you know, it's weird for me. I, before I do an interview for halfway there, for instance, I always pray and I ask the Lord, um, with my guests that, Hey, we'll do our part. We'll, we'll do our thing, right? We'll show up and we'll talk. We'll do all those things. And it's almost these days, it's almost a, a script. It's a written prayer, even though it's just in my head, but I say it every time because I just, I just need to say it right. Like okay, I'm going to do my part, but then I invite the Lord to do his part as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, if he doesn't, I, I can share it on social media all day long, but if he doesn't put it into the right earbuds at the right time, like he knows all eight, million people or 8 billion people on this planet, right? Not my job. I can't possibly, but I can leave it up to him to do that. And that's, I think that kind of perspective that you, that we have to have the results get to be his, whether it's a podcast or a business, but the responsibility to show up is ours. Yes. I can only control what I can control and I can absolutely control how faithfully I do that. But then I've got to recognize that he controls the results. Katie, bring in the fire. I love it. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I think that is fantastic. Uh, so friends, you can go to the flamingoadvantage.com, right? And yeah, I think you even have a, you have a giveaway 
Uh, are you giving away a copy of a book? Yes, the Flamingo Advantage yeah. book, How to Leverage Unique, Stay Relevant, and Change the World. You can get a free copy. Just pay shipping and handling over there at theflamingoadvantage.com. Perfect, friends. You can get it there, theflamingoadvantage.com. Thanks for listening. Um, if you want more of this kind of stuff, this is this is what we do in CPA and in CPA Silver. So we'd love to have you. Uh, videos of the conversations. Our Q&A, which we're about to do, we're going to do good dive deeper into a couple things here uh, where you get to ask some questions um, as well. So I would love to have you with us on that. Katie, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much.